Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. If you've spent your entire life working and being nonstop busy, taking a full day of rest is probably going to seem crazy to you. The concept of Sabbath rest goes all the way back to creation, and it is still very much alive and well and supposed to be in operation even today. Many believe that Sabbath rest is the two hours that they spend in church. And for many, yeah, that is a good starting place. However, as you grow in your faith, you need to learn that it means much, much more than that. In this podcast, I want to help you with some practical steps that you can take to grow your relationship with God by observing a Sabbath day's rest. First, understand in Matthew 12 and 8, Jesus calls himself the Lord of the Sabbath, and he not only knows what the Sabbath day is, he is in fact the Lord of it. Jesus personally is responsible for our eternal rest in heaven because of the work that he did on the cross and through the resurrection. And thankfully on this side of heaven, Jesus provides rest to us by living under his grace, No longer are we saved by our good works. Now we're saved and cleansed from our sins because of everything that he's done for us. It is our job to live out what he has done for us, and that includes taking a day of rest. The next step that we need to take to enter that rest is frankly just to go to Jesus himself. Thankfully, Jesus is a believer in rest. On several occasions, the Pharisees questioned his belief about rest and the Sabbath. On one occasion, He had to set the record straight to the Pharisees and Sadducees about what the Sabbath truly was meant to be seen as. In the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verse 27 and 28, Jesus declared the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man even is Lord of the Sabbath. A day of rest is not meant to be full of absurd or even obscure rules like the Pharisees and Sadducees established that, frankly, no one can do. It's about ceasing from your work and demonstrating your faith in God to work on your behalf. God is so involved in our rest that at one point in history, he made a solemn declaration to the nation of Israel concerning their food, even on the day of rest. It says in Exodus 16 verses 4 through 5, Behold, I will rain down bread from heaven for each of you. Each day the people are to go out and gather enough food. In this way I will test whether or not they will follow my instructions. Then on the sixth day, When they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather on the other days. My friend, on day six, God said that he would provide an ample enough supply of bread that they could collect and eat on for two days. That's because the seventh day was meant for rest, and they were not allowed to cook, gather manna, or anything. They were to chill. This entire scenario was God's way of establishing a pattern for them. In the desert of the Sinai Peninsula, there really weren't many things for them to do at that time. So things like getting food were always significant and always exciting for the nation of Israel. And just like us, they thought bread was exciting. If you don't think that bread is still something to get excited about, take a group of kids to an Italian restaurant and see what happens when the breadsticks come out. You're welcome. This brings us to point number three. Commit to make rest a pattern for your life. Commit to working six days and not all seven days of the week. Establish boundaries for yourself to have one day a week to rest from your labor. Once you see the need to rest, that's an act of obedience, and you're willing to do what it takes to observe the Sabbath rest, you're ready for the next and last step. Number four, organize your schedule. When we establish that we want to honor God with a day of rest, 
We can ask Jesus to help us to organize our life and all the tasks that are involved in it. As the Bible says in Proverbs 27, verse 23, Be sure to know the state of your flocks and pay close attention to the herds. A cattle person knows the number of cattle that they possess, and they also take ownership of the herd's health. We, too, must take ownership of our work life, and we must take ownership of our daily calendar and schedule. The best way for us as Christians to do that is to face it head on and get organized. In the tools section of Christworker.org, you'll find a resource called the Rest Planner. With this planner, print out three or more copies, and on that first copy, fill in how many tasks are usually scheduled. Be detailed with all of these duties and responsibilities. You can even assign a time of day that you typically do these. And my friend, don't forget, when you go home, you probably still have work to do when you get there. Include your chores. After you make this list of everything that you do, from your vocation to your home life, take a good, long, hard look at what you see. Prayerfully consider all the activities and work that you do during the week. That first calendar, this is going to be like scratch paper to help you to understand really what you're dealing with. It's going to allow God to speak to you and to show you what needs to change. Organizing yourself will help you to identify, again, what is essential, what can wait, and what, frankly, can be pruned from your life. If you're not able to do everything that you put on your planner with all the tasks and everything, you owe it to yourself to be responsible and just say, I want to be a healthy Christian. I can't do all of this work. God commands me to rest and I need to do that. So I've got to let some of these tasks go. On the second copy of the rest planner that you've printed, fill in the tasks that you believe are still important. Hopefully you've shed some of the tasks from that first calendar and realized they weren't as important as you think. And this will allow you to dedicate more time to focusing in on your Sabbath day. Now, on the third copy that you may have printed out, and again, this is what I do. Decide the day that you want to block off and isolate as a day of rest. No work activities are going to be performed on this day. Again, you're not taking phone calls. You're not taking emails for work. You're not doing text messages. You are resting. Now, fill in the planner with the tasks that need to be done and fit them within the six days. If you can't fit all of the tasks on that planner, prayerfully consider, again, pruning your activities or even delegating some of these responsibilities to someone who can do these jobs and do it well. You may have to print out a fourth or even a fifth copy of the rest planner just to get your schedule in line with a day of rest. And frankly, that's okay. This is not an easy exercise. If you have to start with blocking out one or two hours to make your moment of rest in an effort to get to 24, my friends, start there. And little by little, allow God to help you to add an additional hour on. And in time, you'll get to that full 24-hour day rest. Again, it will take some time to adapt and to get used to, but as it becomes a habit, it will take on a life of its own. Next week, we will discuss some of the internal drivers that keep us from taking a day of rest. You don't want to miss it. Also, log on to Christworker.org for additional tools and teachings on how you can grow closer to God while worshiping Him with the work of your hands. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.